Well, friends, WandaVision is over. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No, it's, We're going to talk about it. It's not okay. We're going to talk about how terribly wrong we all were about so much, hey, but we, how it doesn't matter. We weren't that wrong on a bunch of stuff. Well, I guess we'll have to dive in. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. <laughs> I'm Justin. Today we are talking about the final episode of WandaVision. I'm not really crying, y'all. Uh, it was, it was. If anything, I'm crying because of the emotional beauty of the episode, and it touched me. I'm glad to hear that. It's nice to see you connect to your emotions. I have emotions. I have emotions. Okay, so this episode picks right up where we left off at the end of the episode before with a standoff of Agatha and Wanda in the street holding the kids by her little magic leashes. Yeah, that ah, the leashes on the kids' throats is, and, and like pulling them back. That was intense. It was intense. It was indeed intense. But this got to the action that we wanted. You know, this yeah. got to the big, the big bad fight scenes. Yeah, and just that moment when Agatha catches wanda's magic and starts pulling it and in starts pull, like she's just like oh you thought you hit me nah i caught this that's my game the whole time i loved how quickly wanda came back with all right well then i'll just throw a car at your face Yeah, i'll just figure this out you won't see this car coming and it gave me so much wizard of oz vibes mm. oh well yeah they did that little call back to the wizard of oz with the uh feet underneath the car like the feet underneath the car but then in thinking about it you know she killed sparky too you know like killed the dog oh and, toto and then it just there were a couple of evil witch vibes that you get from her throughout mm. yeah i like the witch vibes i'm into the witch the witchness the witchiness and then comes white vision white vision and this was interesting, so I don't know if you've seen the panels of when Wanda first meets White Vision, but yeah. it's kind of similar in the sense that she's like, is that is that really you? Like She doesn't really know how to rationalize what's going on. I know, and moment. just the way he first, he says, Wanda. Wanda. I, I knew I knew he was about to grab her. I said it when we were watching it on the couch. He's like he's yeah. about to he's about to grab her throat. But yeah, then, that then, was an awesome moment of like <laughs> tension is building. Yeah. What is gonna happen? Oh, it's it, I kind of nicely grabbed the side of your face, but then both sides and squeeze. Yeah, squeeze your skull. It's just the crunch noise. Yeah, that was terrible. And but then so we can talk about the tease that Paul Bettany. Oh, poor. Poor Paul Bettany. Yeah. So he dug himself into that own hole. And it was a great performance. No, Don't get me wrong. But it's just the the interview that he did with Good Morning America sums it up completely. Where yeah. you say something and you think it's funny. You like think maybe it's you think funny. it's clever. It'll work out. But then just how many people are just going to be angry that this is this is the thing that you hyped or this is the cameo is you acting with yourself yeah it's funny because you know that this show was written you know before and produced obviously before everybody had all their you know crazy theories and we all started getting you know really into it but there's one line i can't remember exactly what it is but it's when you start seeing the 
the people of the town and the guy who delivers the mail. He has some line of something Don't along shoot. the lines of like... Don't shoot. I'm just the messenger. He's like, I'm just the messenger. And just the way he says, I'm just the messenger, it's like a whole like, haha, you thought I was something else. You thought we were giving you little sneak peeks as to me being someone else, but I'm just the messenger. And I feel like that is... It's insane because you're saying, you know, they filmed and produced all this months ago or however long ago that they did, but they knew. They knew we were going to read into everything and then we were going to interrogate and question, who's this guy? They got to be someone. I'll get more onto they knew what they were doing a little bit later in the episode. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. So, White Vision comes and yikes. Yeah. That was a huge battle. Yeah. But then WandaVision comes and WandaVision. Oh, yeah. I put this on our story the other day. I was talking to a friend of mine just about how just about the show. And he was talking about the two visions and how he wanted to see the two visions fight. And he was like, yeah. And then there's white vision. And then who knows what WandaVision is going to do? And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you say WandaVision? Like the name of the show has so many meanings. So many meanings. It's just incredible. When you find a new one, your mind is blown. Yep. So the visions are battling, and then we finally get to see what happened to Monica. Where is she at? And she's in <laughs> she's in Fietro's man cave. Boner. And here's the thing. Okay, one, I understand that everyone is saying now this is just proof that, you know, the mutants the fox mutants are dead and this is over and i get it and if that is 100 percent the case i will be fine with it but there is still a small part of me that is holding out hope that there's something more to this character because you never we never find out who the person in witness protection is we never find that out and of all the names for a character ralph boner seems like a little bit crazy of a name but also would you make a witness protection name a crazy laughable name i think it's suspect the fact that he laughs at his own last name yeah well here's the thing that he laughs at his own last name but also it's not just that it's that she says your monica looks at the picture oh first i just want to say that when uh in that scene first he She's like, where are we? And he says, oh, we're in my man cave. This is where I hang when the missus is out, like, causing trouble. And it was like, as soon as he said the missus, I was like, he's Ralph. And (laughs) then they give you, like, this bill and you can see his name. And then you see the headshot. But I'm just, I just want y'all to know that I got that by him saying the missus. And that little light bulb went off in my head. Like, I didn't have to wait to see it on paper. I was tuned in early. That was like a big moment for me. Like a, yes, I figured this out moment. However, once Monica picks up the headshot and she looks at it and she says, your name is Ralph Boner. Is that your real name or something like that? Are you really Ralph Boner? He doesn't say yes or no. He just chuckles and says, Boner. Hmm. That's it. That's the extent of. And I've also, you know, heard or seen a couple people talking about the fact that if he's being controlled by Agatha to pretend to be Quicksilver, how is it that he still has his Quicksilver powers when Agatha's not around? And I know he has that little collar thing on, so maybe the powers are infused into that collar, but I just thought that was interesting to point out. Yeah, I don't out. think that he has to be constantly controlled. I, I agree that there's still some suspect, suspicious things about him. The fact that he moves with the super speed, the fact that he has a similar man cave to 
Evan Peters in mm-hmm. Days of Future Past in the, in the basement. It just... He definitely, in that moment, feels much more like his Days of Future Past character sure. than he does in other moments. Yeah. And I just, I feel like it's just too much, too much coincidence, too much yeah, misdirection and the, nonsense. And that's the thing is, like I said, if it ends up being nothing, it's nothing. And I will be able to go on living my life and I won't, I won't, you know, be devastated. And I'll try not to harp on it too, too much. But I, if it is nothing, I do have to say, this is the point where I was saying earlier, like they knew what they were doing. You are not going to put this character in this show and not think that fans are going to take it and go crazy with it. And if you are thinking that you learned your lesson and you're never going to be playing around with those games again, Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige. What the heck? Okay, so Just then, kidding. We love you. you yeah, do we no love wrong. you. Thank you so much for doing everything that you do. You mastermind of a human. Okay. So then we get my, what I think is one of my favorite moments in the show where we come back to uh, Hayward's base and Jimmy Woo is in handcuffs and he's plotting against, you know, he's saying, oh, I'm going to have my people here within the hour. Within and the he hour. steals that phone and all that jazz. Which, but nobody sees him steal that phone. Nobody sees him. Not even the one guy that's like right behind him. Doesn't see it. Suspend your disbelief. So then, but my favorite thing is when he unhooks those handcuffs and he just goes, ooh, flourish. That chef's kiss. Yeah. Such a good callback. Such a great line for Jimmy Woo of all the characters to have. And then you said, you said it. Oh, he got that from watching WandaVision. <laughs> when we when we were watching the show, you were like, oh, he got that from WandaVision. I just thought that was such a great, like, that's such a relatable thing. Like yeah. he, he learned a, a line from a show. I'm going to do that all the time now. Yeah, you know, that that's, line resonates with right? me. Flourish. Flourish. Plus, I just love like messed up, sort of drunk on gum vision. That was such mm-hmm. a funny moment. So that was a good a good thing to come back to. And then after that, we went back into the town, right? And Agatha starts her reveal, the big name drop of the book that oh, I feel like was yes. the biggest that, reveal of the episode. That moment was amazing. Whether you knew it was the Dark Hold or not, the way that she says it yeah. is just like, whoo, like chills. Yeah. The Book of the Damned, written by Chathan. Dun, dun, dun. Who has some comic book connection to Wanda Maximoff. Interesting. And we'll what see. Could happen? We'll see, you know, are they really going to play into that backstory? Are they really going to play into Chathan's being and, and maybe connections to the Darkhold, to Wanda's initial source of magic, mm-hmm. to that mountainous range that she's in at the end? All of those could lead into some interesting points connected to comics. Who knows? That's kind of the thing that's great is like, you know, it was a kind of an open ending, open ended ending. But I think that's what is makes it a great setup and keeps it true to what the show itself was just a focus on this character. One. And, you know, what 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 she's dealing with and then what her next steps are going to be. But then Agatha starts revealing or on basically altering the minds of all the people which was- inside the hex, which terrifying that when, was amazing though. yeah when Dottie. yeah Do- so that's the thing my name's like, sarah hi my name's uh actually my name is sarah and i have a daughter and i just when she was like i mean if i if she could just like come out or like whatever storyline works her. for yeah, you yeah. and yeah i just want to hold her i feel like we did not know 
we only had glimpses of the effects that Wanda's magic was having on people. And we also, every time we had those glimpses, there was always sort of suspicion that it was really someone else. Is it it really Wanda? Right. But now to like fully be confronted with the consequences of her action from all of these people who are legitimately upset. Yeah. Like, and, and are aware that it's her that's causing all of this pain that they're experiencing all of her pain. Yeah. And just the, like the, the slow build of them all and that whole moment. And, and no, within, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. No, no, I'm doing you. A, I'm doing a you good love thing. It. It's great. And then that moment where it just kind of like flashes back to the twins for a second. And, they're they're watching, you know. I think we go back to the Quicksilver's room or Ralph's room for a second, and then we go to the sky and we see the visions duking it out a little bit more, and then it bounces back. And I actually really like that transition because, like, I believe that Ralph's man cave is up in the attic, and I think the boys are on the top floor too. So it kind of like bounces from the attic up to the sky where the two visions are fighting, and then back down across the way to the to the boys and i just thought that was a cool like scene choreography yes yes but when the boys are there and billy takes his moment to say oh we have to go like something's wrong because he starts starts to feel what's going on if you look at the flashes that billy sees it's just another showcase of his power or like how in tune he is into what's going on because he sees Wanda scream and start like mind choking all of those people before, before it actually happened. Yeah. Which is crazy. So yeah, we go back and to the moment where she mind chokes all those people and just her her anxiety within that moment and her explosion and just this idea that she really doesn't understand her powers fully because she didn't you know she didn't mean to be making all these people suffer and then again she doesn't mean to be making them suffer but she just starts mind choking them all because she wants them to be quiet right she's just trying to get what she wants not really being conscious about how it's affecting other people and i feel like that's a big takeaway of the entire thing Mm -hmm. you're not affecting not aware of the effect on this entire town it's also really interesting because that it's tied to her because that's a big part of her storyline is this tie-in to what happened with that building explosion and that they were you know doing what they could to save people in that moment she was trying to avoid captain america being blown up but she ended up blowing up that building with all those people inside and everything Goggles. after that has this these repercussions of how these actions that these heroes are taking are actually affecting the day-to-day lives of all the people in the towns that get destroyed. But when she opens up that hex and just starts letting those people out. Run, just go. That was so cool. It was that those couple minutes, like the moments of okay, the hex is opening up. Oh, the people are getting out, and you're like, yes, okay. But and then, then you Hayward. see Hayward, and you're like, no, immediately, no, like, no, all right, no. go time. And then you realize, oh my god, Vision's gonna start falling apart, and then the kids show up, and then the kids are falling apart, and it's just like it. It makes you question, or really reaffirms that after this hex goes, they're right. gonna have to go. They're so, gonna have to go. So now she's faced with this big sacrifice. Which, you know, quote unquote sacrifice because they're a fake 
husband and fake kids allegedly yeah. that she created That's with true. her magic powers. But it's a mental sacrifice. It's a mental sacrifice, but also acknowledging and, and rationalizing with all the harm that she's done to all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I I deserve this. I need to I need to make amends. And at the end, she walks away scot free. So yeah, you know, like, sacrifice. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and and she's on some plot to do something else. But we'll get there. Yeah. The other thing that I think is really cool about this episode, which you start to kind of get a feel for, is Jimmy says to his contact like can you be here within the hour and this episode was about 50 minutes long so all of this happens within the hour like all of this is happening real time which i love when that stuff happens because a lot of times in movies and tv shows obviously they have to jump around because something that takes place over days they're not going to make you watch a movie for days of time and like oh yeah this is an episode of 24 right now we are just (laughs) counting down the minutes episode of 24 oh god and that that awesome like family fight moment where the kids are like the, they're they're all standing off like ready and they're like the kids we've prepared you for this mm. and vision goes to fight white vision and wanda goes to fight agatha and the kids are left with hayward and the folks and then we get to really see monica and her powers and i think you know i've heard a lot of people say that they're upset or they're disappointed that we didn't get more of Monica. But I think it was such a perfect introduction to who she is and this like building of her character, like as a human, like her her character, not mm-hmm. the character of Monica, but Monica's character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her willingness to just not even know, like she doesn't know how her powers work. Right. And she just jumped right in front of those bullets. Yeah, which also... Uh, Hayward, I get it that you're mad, but why are you just open firing on children? Yeah, like that was intense. What? Yeah, you okay, are the oh worst. My, I'm sorry. This quick little kid came around and like whatever made it so the guns don't work and stole the hat and sunglasses, which was so so a nice little nod to that scene when Quicksilver is going through and he's listening to his headphones mm-hmm. and he's taking taken like altering all the things and he doesn't he take somebody's sunglasses or something in that scene in days of future past yeah maybe he takes a hat yeah he takes a hat i just was like that's a funny little nod to that moment have fun in prison oh and darcy darcy coming in slamming into hayward's car have fun in prison that was that was a great line and it was also just i feel like we got a lot of closure on a lot of different story points yeah, everybody's upset that their particular theory didn't happen. But if you take a step back and you look at what the overall show was and what was going on and what they were able to conclude in terms of all the loose threads that they had open, you know, we really got a lot of answers and and still a lot of loose threads leading into something more. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I was a little bit bummed that that is all we got of Darcy in the finale. What else would she do? I don't know. I just... She doesn't fight. I mean, she's not like a... I know, but she didn't even stay around for the debrief at the end. She's like, debriefings are for chumps or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, she, she also doesn't work for S.W.O.R.D., you know? Yeah. I mean, it's valid. I'm just saying, as a fan, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Darcy. I think she's going to be in... She's been confirmed in another project. I'm not sure if it was announced what it was, but she said that she was in another project. It might be... The new Thor. The new Thor, yeah. Cool. And then the ship of Theseus. Oh, God. Which actually, uh, there were a couple of shares on the pages. This is a conversation between Visions in the comics. Really? Yeah. Not fully to that extent, but they do have a couple of pages. I'm not going to be able to find it right now, but 
uh, I think it was shared on Legion on Zoom from uh, another page that had found it. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're talking about literally the ship of Theseus. It's such an interesting conversation and also just a really cool moment of like, I require elaboration. I require elaboration. Like, I, I'm not vision, though. Like, you're not vision, and I'm, I'm not vision. I'm a conditional Together, vision. Together, are we vision? And just that that knowledge of, hey, your memories are still in there, and that cool, like, flood back of all the things. So then it's like, okay, does that mean that white vision now thinks that he is vision, and he's off to destroy himself? Or is he now just, like, run away? R- run away. <laughs> not a sentence. I I don't know the answer to that because we don't get any closure with right. the white vision. I do want to point out, and I think it's interesting about how you know you're talking about what's unlocking in him as a character throughout his fight with Wanda Vision. He is adapting to what that vision is able to do. So mm-hmm. in their first interaction, regular Vision Wanda Vision is able to phase through. White Vision's attacks. And in the library, White Vision then phases through WandaVision's attacks. Yeah, he's learning. So he's learning from someone that has more memories, some experience, some practical usage of the powers that he is all just coming into right now. And it's also interesting how when WandaVision starts asking him questions, he takes like, he kind of goes internal for a second and then he says, a weapon to be more easily controlled. It's like he's realizing he heard that somewhere or that's like somewhere in his programming and he knows now wait, that's what I'm here for. That's why I was created as a weapon. So that whole exchange between the two of them is a cool uh, journey, let's say, for the white vision to go on. And I will talk about the next part where the big over the sky, Agatha versus Wanda tricking her into giving her the magic, quote unquote, but also at the same time, you know, that first hex bolt that misses Agatha completely, she, Agatha turns to Wanda like, did you just, did you just miss? Are you drunk? Like, What's also crazy though is, so the second time we watched it, because then, you know, the second time you know, okay, Wanda is going to end up tricking her. I wonder at what point, right? Because they go into Agatha's memory, basically, of the Salem witch trial moment and in there is where the switch happens. In there is where the dead witch zombies end up start saying, Wanda, Wanda. And then they start trying to take Wanda's powers or like tie Wanda to the stake. And then all of a sudden they're back up. And I'm wondering like if in that moment, like if Wanda's playing her the whole time. Mm. Because how does Agatha start to change the thing? You know, does she really? And... Just that whole thing is so cool that she's like casting the runes and you, you know, I said this to you, like when you go back and you watch and you know that's what she's doing, you can kind of tell that's what she's doing. There's like hints of them being cast and then when Jimmy Woo sees it from the outside, they do make these like stamp circle images on the outside of the hex. And so it also just shows the intensity of power, right? So Agatha's made all of these claims, all of these, these statements to Wanda about her power, about, you know, power isn't her her downfall it's knowledge it's the fact Mm -hmm. that she doesn't know basically what she's doing she doesn't know how to be a witch because she's never had to she's never really known that that's what her powers are or where they come from right and even she is learning from her competition her her one-on-one battle with agatha through this thanks for the lesson you know i I just thought that that was a a great nod to her growing in her 
control over her power. Yeah. Oh, it's just like just that moment when Agatha thinks that she's won and we're like, ha it's not true. You don't win. The defeated Agatha now stuck in Westview. Oh, my God. Kind of gave me chills. You know, it was like, okie dokie artichoke. Okie dokie artichoke. But first, before we get there, let's just talk about the fantastic reveal of Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch costume. Which oh my god! Inspired it is immediate so action. Beautiful. Yeah. So I was I was already thinking about doing a Wanda cosplay, a Scarlet Witch cosplay based off the comics, and then I was like, oh, do I really want to dive into this MCU version? And the answer is yes, yes, one hundred times yes. I started working on it already, and I, I'm going to do both costumes, but it is the most complex costume I've ever made in that, like, there's so many details and layering and just, like, all the textures and, but just, like, that costume is so beautiful. That headpiece is so cool, and she just, like, it fits her so beautifully. The silhouette, it's, like, it's so badass. Yeah. It's awesome. And just the way she just appears in it and then she floats down to Agatha and It's really cool. It's a really great adaptation of something that has comic roots but really gets modernized. Yeah, it's a really beautiful hybrid of kind of the look that they've they've had her like Wanda Maximoff in in these like more burgundy tones and um kind of that like leathery feel right that she's always in like this jacket or whatever the case may be and then this idea of like the silhouette of the headpiece and i love how the headpiece first starts out as just magic just like that little red crown yeah and then it ends up being formed yeah it's just it's a really cool iteration of the costume i really like the way that they combined the comic inspiration with what is the co- the continuity of what happens or what she looks like in the MCU. Mm. So whoever designed that costume. Shout outs to you. Shout outs to you because you're killing the game right now. And then, yeah, she leaves her. She leaves her there. And I actually really like that because I like that like Wanda has this idea of you're evil, but maybe there's something I can learn from you or maybe there's a way that you could be good or maybe there's a way I could use you. Well, it also opens up her story to continue. You know, that that is a plot point that could be reopened when the Fantastic Four come around and oh. Franklin needs a babysitter. Interesting. Because that's her comic origin. Yeah. I don't know that they would immediately go there. Uh, hey, we'll see. evil Agatha, yeah. do you want to watch our baby? Hey, so we were watching WandaVision and we heard that you were just Chilling in town. Chilling in Westview. Baxter Building's not too far from New Jersey. Ugh. And then we just get, you know, the realization of that everything has to end and the home, the going home and the tucking the kids into bed and thanks for choosing me to be your mom. Like, I'm pretty sure from the time they were walking back to the house until the very end, I was just like... You were sobbing. Just sob city. Yes. I, re- I was like, shh, I'm watching the show. Shut up. Shut up. I have emotions. I mean, what re- like it really got me at the end when... Wanda. And- well, first of all, when she turns off the lights and then Vision is like, no, I just want to see you. I just want to see you. I heard it was bad luck to say goodbye in the dark. In the dark. And then he's like, nah, I just, I just want to see you. It's like, stab me in the heart, Vision. 
But the the whole back and forth of, you know, we've said b- goodbye before, which leads us to believe we'll say hello again. Yeah. And like just their final like stare into each other's eyes. It's interesting because of the emotional depth that Vision has had. And I know that it's been something that's been building over the movies before, especially in, you know, Infinity War and Endgame when they're on the run. But this is not that vision. You know, this is this is created from Wanda. And we even get a note to this that it was cre- he was created because of the Mind Stone part that lives in her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a really interesting connection as to how he has his abilities, how he resembles this vision. And even how, you know, is it because that fragment connects to the Mind Stone as a whole and everything that that vision had experienced is somewhat rooted in Wanda Interesting. That is interesting. I think it is also a really nice moment because the whole reason that Wanda created the Hex and all of this started is because she didn't get to say goodbye. She didn't get any closure or any way to deal with all of the trauma that she had been through. So regardless, you know... (laughs) Hey, Wanda, you dealt with your trauma by destroying a Causing bunch of more lives. trauma. However, the fact that she like she does have to lose or sacrifice, you know, this vision and her children that she's created, but she does have the ability to process her grief and say goodbye. And I think that's kind of what's also so amazing about this show is that yeah it's a cool action show it's a mystery solving all this cool stuff is happening it's opening new doors in the mcu but it's also just this really nice statement about grief and trauma and dealing with it and the fact that you you put it off for so long and you make it to be something else and then you have to face it and acknowledge it and then you can process it and then say goodbye to it yeah, I feel like that was the main message of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you said a good action show. And I'd say other than that last episode, it wasn't really an action show. Right? Yeah, but you I know, mean, it and, had elements of, of all that stuff. Yeah. And we were talking about this around when we were first watching it, like the first couple episodes, the ads for the show did not match the tone no. of the show, especially at the beginning. Right. When you saw the first commercials for WandaVision, it was high intensity music like action packed it was all yeah it was scenes from the last episode where these fight scenes and all this action the the scene of her flying across the the town yeah which i think is just i wasn't disappointed i was it just was confused right it, yeah. i mean it was a lot misleading all throughout you know it was <laughs> don't shoot the messenger i'm just i'm, I'm just, the messenger. just the messenger presto get out of here I'm just get out of here you goofy pizza guy yeah goofy pizza guy and then it's all gone and then Wanda puts her little hood up and she just walks up to Monica and she's like, I'm out. I'm out. You know, uh, don't talk to them and get any information about how much pain I caused them because that might change your opinion on me. I need you in my corner because they're going to be coming for me. Wanda, out. I mean, it is a little, if I have to pick something to be like annoying and point out, all the people from the town ran away. They ran away from the town square where all the action was happening. She opened the hex. They were like, we got to get out of here. And all of a sudden, the hex is gone. And they just walk back so that they could stare at her. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's still their home, you know. I'm just saying, if I was that per- if I and, was that person, I would run and I would not stop running. But did they really get out of town before the hex closed back up? I don't you know. know. That's they, a good point. They didn't run that far. Nobody ran for I a mean, car. Hayward got in. Yeah, so. but he was in military vehicles. 
Well, we had our post-credit scenes, right? That's, mm. that's basically where we're at. We had two scenes. Two. One essentially setting up either Captain Marvel 2 or Secret Invasion, two properties that have been announced, have been teased on the horizon, on the, the long horizon. Because let's talk about how this, you know, I don't blame Marvel. I blame COVID. <laughs> the fact that it was supposed to be we would be getting multiverse of madness a lot sooner than we're actually going to be getting it yeah that's it's painful. a full year or so away that is painful you will see if that actually holds as things are continuing to get delayed yikes but it is it wasn't in the way that we originally thought but we did get scrolls yep we yeah got a scroll i still think that that team... yeah, it doesn't mean that that other team wasn't yeah, that, that theory that theory holds. That holds up. That holds up. And, you know, what I said last episode was that there would be a melding of the visions. And I mm-hmm. think that that happened because Wanda's vision was able to unlock the memories, unlock the... Mm-hmm. I don't know if the emotions... I, I still think that that's going to be a an emotionless synthesoid killing machine. Yeah, I don't think he and Wanda will be in love anymore. Nope. But he know, now knows what happened before. Yeah. Um, and I think he can think a little bit more freely now. And it sets another story up for Vision to be involved in. And I think that that's great. Because I, I do, especially through this, I like Paul Bettany. I like the, that character. Yeah, he's great. And then, so so maybe Nick Fury wants Monica up in it's space? Either, it's either Nick Fury or Talos. Talos. Yeah. The other scroll. Yeah. I think it's Fury because we last saw him in a post credit scene on, I think, Spider-Man at a scroll base in space setting up Mm -hmm. something. I'm interested to see how they pivot to secret invasion. You know, is, are the scrolls the enemy? Are they going to be the enemy that they're known to be in the comics? Because as of right now, they're basically on Nick Fury's side and Mm. Nick Fury is the guy that's been pulling the strings all along. So he's up in space setting up his own. I don't know anything about secret invasion, so I can't offer any insight. Oh, well, I don't know anything about the production details other than the name. Yeah, but what is it in the comics? Is it the scrolls? The scrolls secretly where? invading the world. The like our world, taking Earth world. taking the place of people. Hmm. Well, wasn't a scroll Nick Fury for a while? Yeah, but that was at the behest of Nick Fury. You know, he was there while Nick Fury was off doing furious things. <laughs> Funny. Uh, let's talk about that last post credit scene. Last post credit scene with, First, that, with that sloppy drone. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Why I, was that drone footage I, so I, shaky, Marvel? I saw it in the beginning, and I didn't want to call it out, but also I was like, "This is this is kind of this is you know, jerky." You, you are making me consciously aware that this is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a smooth. Just stabilize it. Or yeah. Like I don't know. Don't do it in one take if you can't make <laughs> you can't it do smooth. It, yeah. <laughs> But first of all, wherever Wanda is, I want to go there. Wanda Gore Mountain, I'm saying. I know, I know, I know. But like, I'm just saying it Maybe. was beautiful. It was beautiful. But they I don't just, tell you. No, they don't. They don't tell you. you at all. They don't really give you any clues. I don't think it's Sokovia. No, you know, I, but I think like that's another one of those things. It's like that's meant to be, you know, people who know it from the comics can go, ooh, that's where she is. And like, Transia. People, people who don't know it can be like, wow, what a beautiful remote place. I get it. She's alone. Yeah. She's out in the middle of nowhere by herself. By herself. By herself. Because she's... Astroplaning and making tea at the same time. Yeah. Well, are you really like, one of me is chilling while the other one's working all my busy, days busy, away. Busy. And then you hear, mom, mom, help us. Right. So you got to think, I still, 
I still think we're leading in. Yeah, sure. Could Wanda be the big bad of Multiverse of Madness? I Maybe. think so. I think it so. It's interesting that she's like, all that we know of the Darkhold is that, that it's a big no-no book. Right. And she's trying to use it to do things for her will, which is only going to corrupt her, whether right. or not she's she knows deep it. deep I mean, in it. And she's already kind of corrupted. You know, like she's already been doing these things for herself and that is the mentality that she has going forward is that well i want to save my children i want to save my family and i'm going to do that whatever means necessary yeah but i think she does have a bit of an acknowledgement now that her i didn't get that at all really i didn't get that she felt bad or acknowledged that she had done wrong she she was like yeah okay this sucks peace no i do i think she did because i feel like if she didn't care like she saved those police off or the military guys like agatha was throwing them to the ground and then she stopped it and she i just think she's i'm talking more about the town people yeah the military guys that's a different thing i'm talking about the town people in westview that whole scene when she was like, I will, I will let you go. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I think she she realized what she had done. She just doesn't really know how to fix it. And I also think she knows that everyone hates her and that she can't make things right if she's in a prison. And she also obviously can't get her kids back and can't learn more about her magic if she's in a prison. But I don't think that she left being like, screw you guys i'm out i think she left like she was like okay i need to like take the next step and i know that learn dark magic yeah i just (laughs) i just don't think she's going to be a villain i I don't i don't think she's going to consciously be a villain but i do think that they're setting her up to be an anti-hero well i would agree with that but i but i don't think that she doesn't have any conscious awareness of what she's done wrong or that she doesn't acknowledge or she doesn't care that she's done wrong. Sure. But I think she's rationalizing the ends to make it worth it. You know, Mm -hmm. she's going to continue to learn from the dark old. She's going to continue to do what she needs to do to save her children at whatever expense. I would be interested in watching that end credit scene again, because I don't know that she is doing what she's doing to save her children. It seemed like she was reading the Darkhold to learn about her magic and then she heard the children and she kind of did like a head tilt like I don't know. Oh, what? I just felt like here? it just felt too collected in one moment. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's pursuing this dark magic and at the same time hearing the voices of her children just made too much of a connection that that seemed to be at least part of the motivation of what she's doing. I think because I like now love her you can't I don't, see any wrong in I her? I don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not that I don't see any wrong in her. I mean, I guess I still, I see what you're saying as like, basically it's making her Magneto level or like Magneto mindset that like, I'm going to do what I need to do to get my goals done, to get what I need. Hmm. And if it affects other people, like they'll be fine because the end result is going to be worth it. Right. I don't know. But I, I think, what would you say like, overall thoughts on the nine episodes as a whole i really love the show i thought it was great i still you know all right let's ask this would you have preferred it to be a one drop show where you could binge it at your leisure or were you in for the weekly mind numbing pain that was created mixed feelings right i liked that it was uh, stretched it out and stretched out because I got to experience it over a longer period of time. You think about a Disney Plus subscription versus a movie ticket. 
I've yeah, and I've also already thought about like, oh, let's watch the whole thing in sequence. Absolutely. But like also right that's now? a full day's that's a day activity. That's like a full day. What are you talking about? That's like not even four hours. Six o'clock. I gotta edit this. Stop. No, stop. <laughs> but we will be doing that. But I'm just saying, if we had done that in one sitting, it also I mean, I do think if I had done that, I wouldn't have any of the like crazy comic theories. So I would have probably had a bit more of like a shocked reaction to things as they came out and mm. and not had any moments that I felt disappointed because I didn't let outside theories kind of sway. I don't think I would have if it it all dropped that first week. I don't think we would have watched the full show at once. I'm making the most. Just suspect, like faces. suspect face of you right now. We're, we're still watching an episode or two at a time of Game of Thrones. That's because, okay, yeah, maybe we wouldn't have watched the whole thing at once, but like, let's be honest, it came out on a Friday night. If it came out on the first yeah, Friday right. night and it's f- like four or five hours long, we would have watched it over that weekend. The whole thing in over that weekend and then watched it multiple times. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, my overall thoughts are that it was great. It was really wonderful to get to know Wanda mm-hmm. as a character and to have, you know, this a female-driven storyline that she kind of becomes her amazing self. I will say it's a little like, ugh, I know that she was dealing with a lot of trauma. It's a little bit frustrating that all that trauma was surrounded by a man who's not even a real man. But overall, I think... It made some really great connections and set up some really great stuff. So I'm really interested in in where that goes next. You know, this was a story that did Dark Phoenix right, basically. This was, you know, Simon Kinberg, take some notes, because this is how you build emotional connection to someone who has a crazy amount of power. And then you start to tinge it evil towards the end and set up for a future property that is not this show, because this was called the series finale. Yeah, it was There was the no reference finale. previously to a, a little sad. another WandaVision. That's kind of been the, the statement going forward. Mm-hmm. But I think that this was just a way that made you see yeah if she becomes evil or if there is a tinge of evil in her actions which i think is going to be where we're going we care about her we care about this person Mm -hmm. we care more about her because we're invested in her story and i just feel like that's how that's that's what where i was left wanting in both of the adaptations of the dark phoenix Mm. interesting gene gray is also a nexus being nexus Whenever I hear Nexus, I just think of Hexus, which is from Ferngully. And I know that's like, not, maybe not a lot of people know Ferngully, but it's like this these little fairies and there's a tree and it has demons in the tree and, and it goes, Hexus. And so whenever I hear Nexus, I think, Hexus. Little tidbit of weird information for y'all. There you go. Until next time, old friend. Charles, am I coming into this movie universe or not? Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 